What's up, everybody? Wait a minute. This isn't Jason. No, no. This is Lucas. It only took 157 episodes for Jason to finally miss a recording of Flux to Pose. That's right. When dad's away, the kids are going to play. And oh, we, we will play, that's for sure. With me today is my guest, Nathan, from Play Some Video Games. What? I'm er, not Nathan. Kevin. Okay, <laughs> story behind this. I already screwed everything up. <laughs> I spent this whole time trying to not call Nathan Kevin because for some reason I get you two mixed up in my brain. And... He was going to be with me if we were going to record on Monday, but this is actually Tuesday. And I said, okay, I can't call him Kevin. <laughs> and now I did the opposite. You failed. I have failed. This is why Jason can never leave. This is true, but I mean, you're keeping the spirit of the show alive, though, by doing that. So That's true, but all the awkward stuff is supposed to go last, so why don't we just move past that? How are you doing, sir? Not I'm Nathan. doing all right. I, I'm very excited to hear it, and it's funny be, because uh, Jason gave me an envelope, and he said, Kevin, in the event that something ever happens to me and you need to go on Flux to Pose, uh, I want to leave you with something. So if you, if you got a minute, I'm just going to read it. Sure, sure. So, uh, dearest Kevin, if you're reading this, it is already too late. Oh, so, no. Apparently, he thought it was worse than just having a kid, but, you know. Uh, you must help carry on the legacy of Flux to Pose. Our audience demands it. Please make sure you hit everything on this list throughout the podcast. So, uh, number one is have a beer. So, I got that. Nice. Nice. Uh, ch- check there. Uh, make sure to type loudly on my mechanical keyboard. So, I'll, <laughs> I'll do that later. Uh, number three, Lucas needs to mess up the drops. Yeah. So, uh, that'll happen. That'll happen. Uh, do not, under any circumstances, play the dig. So, I didn't. Um, we need to make sure we drink a milkshake. Okay. Uh, we have to not forget the docket. Nope. Um, we have to do some funny voices, so I'll save that for later. Uh, and then, of course, the awkward finish. So, I, I think we got everything covered, but I have okay. my little blueprint here for the show. That's perfect, because most of the time we just wing it and have no idea what we're doing, so... It's good that somebody came prepared anyways. All right. Now, did he call you a name other than your actual name? That's the real question. No, Jason only refers to me by my real name. So Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, some people decide to do that. Well, anyways, on the docket today, we have all your favorite hits, such as IRL, What You Playing. We're going to do an OC remix. We got a discussion. Yes. Remember when we used to do those? (laughs) Uh, Top three gimme moments that moved you in some way. And we'll round everything out with the community grab bag as we do. And that pretty much sums up what what uh, Flux Deposed is. Now, it wouldn't be an episode of Flux Deposed if I didn't apologize for uh, all the listeners out there who have decided to listen. We're sorry our show is bad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we apologize for that. But we, if you're still here, thanks for sticking around. If you're new, thanks for giving us a shot. Um. Well, let's just get started in some IRL. Kevin, what you been doing? Oh, Tell me about so, your life. Yeah, well, I'll start with one story that actually ties in directly with a story you had in the most recent episode. And, and mm. I went and got my hair did, just like you did. Nice. Um, and I also got a hard part. Uh-oh. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, you probably can't see it, but mine, I don't think, is anywhere near as long as what yours was. No, it's it's <laughs> it's pronounced, but it, the length is definitely not... Uh, 
as as far. Okay, okay. I, I didn't think so. I was a little nervous. They, uh, I had never done the hard part. I always had the faux oh, okay. part, I guess. So they asked if I wanted it, and I'm like, you know what? Sure. Uh, for years and years and years, I just did a straight buzz cut. I never tried to do anything with my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, I figured I'd get the hard part. But then it was funny because then about a day later, I listened to Flux Depose and heard your story, and I'm like, oh, God, is mine too long then? Like, is it too far? <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think I dodged a bullet there. So uh, um, let's see. Other than that, t- today kind of sucked. So um, my daughter was up. I mean, you're a dad, so you know how it is. But my daughter was up. My middle daughter was up half the night, um, just wasn't sleeping, had a little bit of cough, a bit of a fever. So I was like, okay, well, we better better call the doctor. Um, her best friends at school last week had, were out with strep throat. So I'm like, oh, here we go. Got to quarantine the baby and, and everything will be okay. And mm-hmm. We'll go to the doctor. So doctor's office opens at 830. No problem. I'll call, make an appointment. I'll get to work maybe like an hour late. I'll jump right over there and head over there. So start calling at 830. Well, if you've ever called a pediatrician overnight, they have like the answering service. Like, Hey, if this is an emergency, let us know. And we'll call the doctor who's on call type deal. You can't actually sure. speak to somebody there. Um, so I was like, okay, well that's kind of weird. It's already eight 30. They should be answering the phone. Uh, let me give it five minutes. Call back. Same thing. So, uh, basically long story short over the next hour, I probably placed about 87 phone calls to the pediatrician. Oh, oh no. And they, they didn't answer the phone until nine 30. Uh, wow. And so I told them what was going on. They said, well, when would you like to come in? I was like, ideally, I would have loved to have been there about an hour ago. Because um, no I've been calling. And they said, their, their simple thing wasn't an, I'm sorry, not a, oh, oh, you know, sorry to hear that. Nothing. It was, uh, well, we've been busy. Okay. Oh, oh, okay, sure. So they said, uh, we'll, we'll give you an appointment for 10-10. I'm like, awesome. That's already like an hour and a half late for work, you know. I was like, I'll be there. So instead of waiting like 20 minutes and then leaving the house, I said, we're just going to go right there and I'm going to get there early because they always make you wait anyway. So yeah, we get there and I pull in and I get the spot right outside the front door. So I was like, wow, that that's really busy because I got the yeah. best spot in the place. Go into the office. There's not a person there. So it was completely ridiculous. A little, a little oh, smoke. Yeah. Smoke blown up my ass here for this. And it was kind of dumb. Uh, doctor comes in, uh, checks her, says, well, she's a little swollen. Um, the fever is still there a little bit, but we don't think it's strep. Uh, could it be the flu? And I was like, well, I mean, you're the doctor. You shouldn't be asking me, but whatever. Uh, I was like, well, she's had her appetite just fine. She hasn't had any stomach issues. I was like, I'm going to say no, especially considering we've all had our flu shots as well. So I know you can get, I know you can get the flu anyway, but it's very unlikely. So, you know, it is what it is. So they did the swab for the, for the strep throat. Um, and they said, you know, we'll, we'll do an in-office one. Uh, we'll call you around lunchtime, let you know how that turned out. If it comes up negative, we're still going to send a second one to the hospital to be tested. And we'll let you know tomorrow just in case to play it safe. I'm like, all right, wow. cool. So they said, we'll uh, just go home, have her have fluids. Uh, she can't go to school tomorrow either because she had a fever today, you know, the weird 24-hour thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we come home. Uh, throughout the day, I never got a phone call. My wife never got a phone call. So I was like, well, that's kind of weird. I hope that's good news, but let me call and just find out. So it's about 4.30. The doctor's office is open until 7. Uh, I get a call, and I get the answering service. Uh. So I continued to call right up until the office closed at 7 and was never able to get a hold of somebody. So I still have no idea what's going on. But Oh, my gosh. Yeah, parenting problems. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes and that plays out. Um, but my my most exciting news, so if, uh, if you listen to me from Play Some Video Games... Uh, I've been going through the process of applying for a new career. Uh, and this is one of those opportunities where somebody tells you about a job and you're like, yeah, all right, I'll check it out. And you think I'm not qualified for this at all and it's not going to work out, but let me give it a shot. So flashback to about two months ago, uh, I got a phone interview with them. 
uh, HR department. And I went through the interview. It was very weird because it was one of those interviews that was, uh, it wasn't structured at all. He said, literally, uh, just tell me about yourself and why you're fit for the job. And that was it. That was the entire interview. He's like, you could take 10 minutes. You could take an hour, whatever you want to do. <laughs> so immediately puts all the pressure on you to say, okay, well, yeah. how long do I talk about what's relevant? What's not relevant? So went through the interview and I felt pretty good about it. I was like, okay, I, I think I can, I have a shot at this, I guess. Uh, he did give some immediate feedback afterwards says, well, you know, this is what you got going for you. And he's like, your current career is kind of similar to what we're looking for. Uh, you can certainly multitask. You have the tech background. You're fine with stuff like that, but you have uh, zero experience in our field whatsoever. So that's kind of a concern. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I have no shot. Then in my head, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get this. So whatever. Um, about two weeks go by and they say, we want to do another interview with you. But this time you're going to come into the office. You're going to interview with three different managers at once, like a panel interview. Uh, oh, we'll go man. from there. So I'm like, okay, that doesn't bother me. Because ironically enough, one of my best buy jobs long ago, I actually had to do an interview with six people all at the same time. So that was just awkward. It was like That's... walking into like uh, the villains, like the, the room full yeah. of villains and they're just around that U table staring at you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I was going to say that sounds like my nightmare right now. Yeah, it was it was rough. <clears throat> but um, so I did the interview with them and I felt good with the face to face interview because I can win people over sometimes regardless. So I was like, OK, even mm -hmm. if I'm not qualified, I might be able to get them to personally like me at least. So I think the interview went well. And, and you know, they said, OK, same thing. We'll give you a call in about a week and let you know either way, good or bad. Awesome. So once again, still not really expecting a whole lot to come through. Mm -hmm. um, two and a half, almost three weeks go by. And then they call me out of the blue and we're like, hey, you still interested in that position? And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, sure. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to call you back. We're going to try and propose an, uh, an offer for you. Uh, and, and we're going to call you back. So, okay. And they call me back a couple days later and they're like, hey, you got the job. What's your, your crazy number? What's your what's your crazy salary that you want to throw out there? <laughs> so I was like, okay, and I, I threw out the number, and it was you know a pretty high number. Uh, and then they said, okay, well, what's the absolute lowest that we'd be wasting your time if we even talked to you for anything less than number? And I gave him a number of that too, but it was still more than I'm making now currently. So I was nice. like, okay, either, either way, it's gonna be a win-win for me kind of deal. Yeah. Like if they actually offer. So they came back and, and they said, okay, we definitely want you. Um, but there's been some infighting in the office. And I was like, oh, okay. And they said, the HR guy, it was him that called me again. He's like, I've never seen this in my entire professional career where two adult men were arguing over a new hire. And I'm, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, oh, it's because one guy hated me and one guy liked me. I was like, that's, you know, I was thinking worst case scenario right off the bat. Yeah. And he goes, they both wanted you on their team, even though one of the guys wasn't even hiring. So I was like, Whoa. oh, well, this is fun because now that gives me all the power. And the HR guy never should have said that because now I can bargain with two guys if I want. That's true. Um, so he said, well, after all the arguing, one guy won and actually wasn't the guy who was hiring initially because he ranks higher than the other person. So I was like, oh, OK. He's like, do you care? I was like, no, not at all. I was like, that, that's fine. He said, OK, so I'll call you back tomorrow and I'll give you your official number. OK, no problem. So he calls me back the next day. He's like, all right, Kevin, I got some good news for you. Um it's all settled. We're ready to give you the proposal. He goes, remember that crazy number you gave me? I said, yeah. He goes, well, based on the complete lunacy of what was going on here, you're getting the crazy number. Nice. So I was like, yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Imagine you're just like, you were about to yell out and you're like, yes. <laughs> and then you hang up and you're like, yes, yes. That's exactly what it was because my crazy number, not, not to give out 
details, but it was basically a 50% raise for me. So it oh, was wow. in fact a crazy number. Um, <clears throat> so I'm like, he's like, so do, do you think you could uh, get back to me the next day or so with, with an answer? And I was like, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, like right then and there, I'm like, I don't need to think about this done deal. He's like, okay, cool. He's like, I'm going to email you tomorrow with your packet. You can start doing the acceptance stuff and we'll get the whole ball rolling. So I'm like, all right, awesome. So day goes by, <laughs> calls me again. It's like, Kevin, I got some more news for you. I'm like, okay. There was some more fighting yesterday after we got off the phone with you. I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. He's like, so now you're back with the guy who was hiring in the first place. So I'm like, okay, I still don't care. I was like, uh, you know, I was like, do I still keep the salary we discussed? He goes, yes. He's like, um, and you're also getting an assistant vice president title. <laughs> so. Whoa. I was like, all right, I didn't even ask for this now. I'm like, now it's just getting crazy. So uh, I was like, okay, deal. And, you know, as of as of uh, yesterday, I was finally able to give my notice at work that, you know, hey, I'm leaving. Um, so you had that position you're in where you have that awkward conversation with HR, your current job, about how you're leaving. Yeah. So luckily, my HR woman at my current job, she's she's awesome. She's fine. I was, wasn't worried about talking to her at all. So she sits down, I hand her my letter of resignation. I was like, hey, you know, this is what's going on. You know, April 10th is going to be my last day. She's like, oh, good for you. Congratulations. You know, we're sorry to see you leave, blah, 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 blah. And she does the the move that every job is supposed to do. Well, is there anything we can do to keep you here kind of deal? And she's yeah. like, maybe we can talk about a raise. It is review time and, and yada, yada. She's like, what, you know, without getting into two details, if you're comfortable, can you tell me what they're offering you? So I said, well, um, I'm getting a 50% increase. So, I mean, if you guys want to match that, I'm willing to to talk about it. And she was like, oh, yeah, I don't think we can do that. So it's kind of like, <laughs> just done. So, yeah, I, I'll be starting a new job effective April 10th, uh, working uh, as an assistant vice president of vendor contract relations or something. I don't know. But it's exciting. So nice. I'm pumped for that. So some good news on my front. So, well, uh, yeah, what's up? Congratulations, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, two things, two things while you're telling me that story. Yeah. Uh, first thing, by the time you get there, you're going to be like the president. <laughs> apparently that's how that, that they're just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, secondly, they are much better at calling you back than your doctor's offices. That's for oh, sure. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> I've had more conversations with them than my doctor's office for sure. That's, that's pretty sad, but Hey, it's good news at least. <laughs> Absolutely. So. I can't, can't complain. Um, well, well, perfect. Uh, I'm very happy for you. That that's awesome. I, I have never really had an actual interview that I can think of, except for when I worked at Target, and it was so like low key that yeah. it was like one person, and it was pretty much you already have the job because we need people. So, <laughs> it, it, we're just gonna go through the motions. I couldn't yeah. imagine the the you know six people on the table of villainy that you have to go in <laughs> yeah. front of and. Uh, that that would I'd be a nervous wreck. So, uh, fake know, it till you make you it. You know that's how you got to do it. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Just put on a little bit of that Kevin charm and and mm. uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and next thing you know, you're president of a company. So, that's how you do it. That's Absolutely. business one on one, folks. You learn something. <laughs> um, all right. Well, shall I? Uh, shall I do my IRL? Is there anything else? No, no. I want to hear all about your uh, your your home projects <sighs> you've been working Dude. on since last week. Home projects. I, I'm sure I've said it before, but every time you start one, like you start something in your mind, it's going to go well. You're just going to do it and get it done. 
you start it and it leads to about eight other things. It seems like yeah. I don't know what it is. Everything I choose. The only thing that wasn't like that, I think, was when I built the fence. But everything else has been like, oh, we're going to upgrade this. Oh, well, then you're going to have to do all this other stuff mm-hmm. that you don't know how to do. Um, <laughs> you going to learn. The- yeah, yeah, exactly. You're going to learn by failing, or at least that's what I did here. So <laughs> oh. I've talked about the um, when we got new appliances, uh, our we have one of those um, hanging microwaves that go mm-hmm. over the stove yep. and we we hung it and there's a cabinet there. And we use that as the because uh, there's like three screws that go through the cabinet into the microwave to kind of keep everything all level and help right. with the, the load. And so, you know, we hung it and I had, I was looking at it one day and I'm like that, that cabinet is going to fall off from the wall. Oh, geez. So we, we decided that we were going to, um, put in kind of like our own custom shelf. I, I said, you know what? I can just put a board up there. Um, you know, put it up against the wall, screw in like 800 screws into the, the studs in the wall and it'll hold, it'll hold better than, you know, this cabinet that's falling off the at least the, that was the plan anyway. So we do Mach 1 version of the shelf. And um, it sits. At, it was about 40 bucks with all the hardware. I did have to buy um, a set of drill bits because I didn't have the right size to go in the wall mm, uh, right. to use these dry drywall anchors Firewalls. or whatever. Yeah, for the studs, yeah. Yeah. And so I, uh, you know, that was that was expected it's it's a custom thing you have to make so that your kitchen works correctly uh so i start doing all of this and as i when i first uh told the story i screwed it up i didn't allow for one of the brackets to add space in the back and yep. everything got misaligned it it uh once i hung it everything got screwed up so we said all right well instead of just monkeying with this until it works why don't we do it the the way because it didn't even turn out the way I wanted it to <laughs> it, it stuck out from the wall awkwardly and just looked bad so uh, we said all right why don't we just wait until next week and we'll or next weekend and we'll we'll try it again because all I needed to do was buy another board basically not really right. a big not really a big problem so I bought a new board um, got it cut there so I don't have to worry about screwing that up uh, I bought some because uh, the first time we did it I noticed the the edges don't look right because it's Hardwood, but it's plywood still. It's like nice plywood, I guess. So the edges still look all layery, if you will. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it looks kind of unfinished. So I heard of this edging stuff that you basically hot glue, not hot glue, but there's uh, glue backing to it and you just, it's heat activated. So it just mm-hmm. goes on the edges, makes everything look great. And it did. It, it made it look um, much better. However, what they don't tell you is they don't sell that in the in different widths. They only sell one larger width, and then you huh. buy their custom tool oh. to cut the edging. And of the tool course. is $15. And I'm oh, like, man. are you freaking serious? Because there's, I mean, what else are you going to do? Like, take an X-Acto knife and just go down the side <laughs> and look so... Yeah, exactly. It looks all stupid, so... Uh, long story short, you know, I put this thing all together. It, it turned out much better this time. I did, th- I did things a little different. It's currently holding up the microwave and has not fallen. That's, a, that's Thank good. Thank goodness. Let's start. Yes. Uh, it was a pain to get those, uh, those freaking wood screw or the, not the wood screws, the drywall anchor screws in there oh, because yeah. they're the, they're the type that open up after you push it through. Yep. It's like a metal clip thing opens. Well, 
I don't know why, but it did not want to open. So we had to buy like eight different kinds until we figure out the one that would work. Mm. So it was a pain in the butt, but it looks better. It's done now. It, it looks the way I wanted it to look. And total retail costs ended up being just over a hundred dollars for this <laughs> stupid thing. Cause the board itself is 20 bucks and I had to buy two of them. So that's 40. Then all the $30 worth of tools I needed to finish the job. How, how much was the microwave? Uh, I think it was on sale for 200, originally 300. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's half the price of the microwave. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. But Hey, uh, it will not be falling in the middle of the night, and that's the important part. Yes, yes. So, unfortunately, <laughs> it doesn't look... We got to get, like, some decorations to hide the eight w- holes in the wall that I had to put in there to figure out how to basically, you know, get it up there and have it aligned right with everything else. But uh, once we get something up there to cover... And plus, the the wall is unpainted behind there, so it looks even jankier because of oh, that. Oh, yeah. Because the cabinet was there. <laughs> was there, originally. right, right. Um. So yeah, needless to say, it's done now. We'll 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 make it look pretty later, but for now it works and it's not going to fall apart. So does its uh, job. Crisis averted. We didn't wait until the last minute like we usually do. Um, <laughs> and then I thought, you know, that was going to be that was about the only thing I had for the week. And then last night, last <laughs> night happened. And uh, every night my routine's pretty much the same. I get tired. I I get ready to go to bed, and I let Cody out. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's been cold outside, so I haven't really thought about letting him out and just, you know, let him out, do his thing. And he comes yeah. back up. Uh, well, it's been kind of warmer outside lately. And uh, I let him outside and I went to go get a drink of water. And I, I can see him. I can see where he is from the sink. Mm-hmm. And I look at him and he's uh, rolling all over the grass. Now, normally he doesn't do that except for in the morning when I let him out and he does his morning stuff. So I thought, huh, that was weird. But I didn't think, you know, no second thoughts. He's a right. dog. If he wants to roll around in his own poop or whatever, I guess, you know, that's his <laughs> thing. So he comes running up the he comes running up the uh, the deck and I let him in and I notice his eyes are all like red and watery. And I'm and I thought that's kind of weird. And I let him in and the smell. Oh, the no. smell hits me. And. I mean, this thing must have been a young, um, a very young and very uh, healthy skunk, shall we say, because it was very potent and it smelled fresh, man. It was like freshly squeezed. So, uh, you know, it it uh, I didn't notice it. And then all of a sudden I'm surrounded by it and it smells like, you know, burning tire pit or whatever. So unfortunately it happens so late that I can't really do anything about it because I don't have the, um, I don't have anything to like wash him with or anything. And it's 1230 at night. I (laughs) wasn't expecting this. So I just get him downstairs, um, you know, make sure he's not like suffering too badly with his eyes and everything. And uh, I get him downstairs and go to bed and oh my gosh, the house was so bad. Just smelled so awful. And um, <laughs> I feel so bad because it's not his fault. No, you know? he doesn't know any better. No. Clearly. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's done it twice now. He will never right. learn. Um, probably doesn't know the difference between a skunk and a squirrel because he chases both. Right. Um, but yeah, I just, I felt so bad and um, hopefully I can get him washed up and everything tomorrow is when I'll have time to do it. But today I pretty much just 
took him outside and said, "All right, you're gonna you're gonna go outside for a little while. And hopefully, you'll air dry a little bit, <laughs> yeah, right? And, and uh, air that air your mess out, dude, because oh, it's uh, you're a hot stinker right now. This is why um, I have indoor cats. That's, that's yeah, yeah. I miss that. I miss that sometimes. <laughs> the the ability to just be like, oh no, we can stay a couple hours longer because I don't have to go let my dog out. That's yep. uh, that's uh, one of those things that. Oh yeah, we're gonna get a dog, and he's gonna be man's best friend, and <laughs> yep. we're gonna have so much fun together. And now it's just like, oh, Cody, you reek! What the heck have you been getting into? <laughs> Go downstairs, get away from me! I hate you. You're not my dad. I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed right. You're not my dad. Um, so yeah, he he made things extra interesting for me last night, and and uh, yeah, there wasn't a a place in the house that didn't stink like a. Pile of skunks. So mm-hmm. thanks, Yum. codes. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, why don't we see? Why don't we see if the old uh, uh, sound effect machine is on the fritz or not? And we'll we'll move <laughs> into some what what you playing? Let's see. What? Uh, let's do this. Okay, go. What? It what? worked. Wow. I didn't press stop or anything. It actually, honest to God, did it all by itself. What do you know? I'm so proud of it. Another side effect of Jason leaving. <laughs> Everything works. Yeah, I like well, it. Kind of. Yeah, I break. I break more than the machines break. <laughs> Jason makes me kind of be professional just by being around him. You know, <laughs> he's a lot to live up to. So, I do my best. Kevin, what have you been doing? Well, in, in the spirit of Jason, I should probably only speak about the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, because <laughs> um, I've been playing it. But that hasn't been the only thing I've been playing. So I'm, I'm going to spare the talk of that. Um, I'm nowhere near as far as Jason is. Obviously, he's already beaten it. Um, I think everybody else that plays some video games has beaten it, except for me. So, yeah. Um, that's because I still have to do reviews for games. So, I have to play other things <laughs> that I may or may not actually want to play. So, um, if you listen to PSVG at all, you know I bought a PC. And that's the fault of Lucas yeah, and Jason did. himself. Themselves, yes. so. Uh, listening to them talk about PC games all the time. I was like, hey, I got to get me some of those. Um, so I've been playing two games on PC. Um, one of them is Orwell. I don't know if you've ever heard of this one. This one was like nominated for a bunch of awards. Hmm. I have not heard of it, but I am going to look it up and clicky clack on my keyboard. Yes. Make sure that's another thing we can check off the list. Oh, I saw your, yeah, I saw your, th- I didn't, I didn't have a chance to read it, but I think I saw your post on it or. Yes, I did a review for the, for play some video games on that. And uh, basically you are a part of this uh, government organization. It's basically like big brother. It will spy on your phone call conversations, your emails, your bank accounts and everything else in the attempts to stop crime. Um, mm-hmm. So you're kind of scrolling through internet blog posts and, and things of that nature to piece together a crime, uh, basically some terrorist organization bombed. Uh, a fictional place. Um, and you're kind of just picking through uh, and finding what data is relevant to try and set up your case to prosecute the right people or find out what's actually going on. So uh, it, it's pretty interesting. I, I can definitely understand why it was nominated and won a bunch of like uh, game of the year awards and, and uh, critics choice awards. Uh, it's definitely different than a lot of other games you see now. Uh, not a lot of acts or anything like that. It's, com- it's purely sto- story driven and you're just piecing together, but it makes you almost question at certain points. Like, okay, I'm trying to stop this guy who's going to bomb this place and I'm trying to find out where the target is. But at certain points, it makes you question, should I be doing what I'm doing? Mm. Because you'll also be spying on some people who have nothing to do with it. You'll be seeing their personal conversations. You'll be 
checking their transactions in their bank accounts and stuff like that. And and the game kind of does a good uh, job of making you feel slightly creepy for doing it. <laughs> so I know uh, I it, feel creepy when I do it. So <laughs> in your free time, of course. Um, of course. But yeah, I was able to get it in a, in a bundle a little while ago. I think it was it wasn't humble bundle. I think it was good old games. It was one of them. I don't know. I bought it, and it was uh, it was yes, one of the yes. pieces. Um, but it was but it's very good. So I, I've been having a lot of fun with that, and the reviews up on the website. Uh, the second thing I played that I wasn't actually looking forward to it was supposed to go to somebody else for review, but I begrudgingly ended up taking it, and I was like, eh, this just looks like it's going to be mediocre at best. And I was a little surprised. It's a game called Sub Siege. Um, it's basically a submarine version of StarCraft. So you have your bases, you hmm. build your fleets, you attack other people. Uh, I was surprised. It, it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it does harken back to your days of like Command and Conquer and uh, StarCraft. It don't really focus much on graphics. It's more about the real-time strategy aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're able to play against up to four other people at the same time. Uh, currently, it's in early access. I think the end result, you can be able to play against 16 other people, which would be insane, but um, you basically want to eliminate all your competition off the board, uh, but at the same time, there are sea creatures under there that can also attack your base and stuff. Um, so you have to basically eliminate everybody, but the one thing you have to be concerned with, other than your health, is your oxygen levels. They just constantly deplete as you're playing through the game. So there'll be a countdown telling you you have like five minutes, and it'll count down as you're losing them. And the only way to get more oxygen is by defeating enemies. So it forces you into combat, where a lot of the times these type of games will allow you to build up your base to something ridiculous and then attack. You can't do it in this game because you have no choice. You can't stay there and just build your base because you run out of oxygen. So it forces you to get out there and take some chances, which I thought was pretty cool. So uh, still in early access, so I didn't give it like a score per se, but so far I think it's pretty promising. So I had a lot of fun with that. Um, And that's been it for gaming. Uh, On the the viewing front, to get all flux the posy up in here... um, (laughs) I, too, uh, you mentioned last week you finished up Luke Cage finally, so I went and did that yeah. as well. I only had, nice. like, two episodes left. Um, honestly, exactly what you and Jason said about it, I feel the same way, where it was like, it was okay, um, but parts of it really kind of dragged out, and I think so far it's been my least favorite entry in the Netflix Marvel series, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still wanted to finish. I still liked it. It just didn't seem to have the same uh, appeal to me. Um, and then I, and I did that just because I wanted to move on to Iron Fist, which I will be watching. I think I watched like half of episode one and I didn't have any more time, but Hey, me um, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking forward to the defender. So I'm like, I got to see them all to build up to it. And hopefully that's when it's going to get really good. But uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, um, my wife had wanted to pick up passengers. I don't know if you saw that. It's Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. I haven't seen it, but I want to. So, so I, I'll stay spoiler free. Yay. Um, for the sake of that. Um, it's not bad, but it's not great. Oh, visually though, it is shot amazingly. Like to watch, it is it is very good. the The special effects are great. The atmosphere is great. They really built this great environment of the ship itself. So that part is probably the best of it. Um, I won't give any storyline plots away, but. Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt, long story short, basically the only two people awake on this ship. There's no spoilers here. That's in the trailer. Um, And they end up having a romance. They're the only two people. So you see that coming a mile away. (laughs) For two of young Hollywood's, I would say bigger stars, Mm -hmm. their chemistry just never seems to click, at least not for me. I I didn't, it wasn't Mm -hmm. believable. So it was a little weird. Um, Wasn't a bad viewing. I didn't regret watching it when it was all said and done, but ultimately it was kind of like, eh. It is what it is. Yeah. 
And the last thing I was able to watch was uh, Doctor Strange. So this one I missed in movie theaters. Uh, only one of two Marvel movies I have not seen in theaters. The other one was Ant-Man. Uh, and it wasn't because I didn't want to see it. I just never had the time as it when it came out. So it just didn't work out in that way. Um, yeah. Have you caught this one yet? No, I also am planning on uh, watching it. I know it just recently became available on uh, like Google Play to rent. So that's yeah. kind of my plan. Yeah, it came out on Blu-ray last week. Yeah, last Tuesday, so that's when I picked it up. Or no, actually, a couple weeks ago. Um, I just watched it, though. So I will say, not knowing a ton of Doctor Strange going in, I didn't mind it at all. The special effects in this movie are nuts. So the trailers kind of give you some justice where it looks uh, very uh, Inception-like. A lot of times when you saw the trailers of it, it kind of reminds you of that. It's it's definitely similar to that, but cranked up to a thousand. It is just mind-bending. I don't even... it's one of those movies that I'm actually going to go back and watch the special features to see how they did some of this stuff, which doesn't happen often, but mm-hmm. it was just very cool to watch. So I definitely recommend that one. If anybody was sleeping on that movie because they didn't think Doctor Strange was a worthy hero, uh, you're missing out because it is 100% comic fun. So Nice. But yeah, that's, that's good to hear. That's, that's good to hear because uh, I've heard some bad things about like Iron Fist. So you got you got to wonder like how long can the Marvel ball keep rolling before something just brings it to a dead halt yeah i th- i think the thing with iron fist and we talked a little bit about this on the the last psvg was uh his origin story if you watch like arrow on cw his origin story is going to be very very similar to arrows so it's kind of that story we've already seen before uh, and if you saw batman begins his was very similar to that too so it's kind of like his origin, his starting point, I think is going to be feel very familiar. Like we've already seen this a bunch of times for most viewers, but I think once you get past that, hopefully it gets a little bit better, but I think it's going to be a slow start for iron fist for sure. All right. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I've heard good things about Dr. Strange, so I'm looking forward to, yeah. to watching that one passengers. Now I'm like, all right, maybe I end up watching that by myself because I don't want my wife to be like, this is boring. This is why I don't let you pick out movies. Well, they <laughs> they do show Chris Pratt's uh, hindquarters a few times, so she might enjoy it. Oh, yeah. No, I will enjoy oh, it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris, Chris Pratt and Paul Rudd are my boys, you know? <laughs> so... Uh, all right. Well, I'll uh, I'll get through mine. Mine mine will be pretty quick. First thing, Witcher two. I'm still playing it, mm. and one of the things is uh, it, it goes in chapters. So I was like, every time I play a game that tells you that there's chapters, I'm always like, all right, I need to know how many chapters are. Yeah, there are. Yep. I don't want to know what they're called or anything in case there's a spoiler. But if you're gonna give me chapters, I gotta see. Yep. So there's three chapters in a prologue and an epilogue, and I thought oh my gosh, this is going to take forever. How are people completing this in 25 to 30 hours? Right. If chapter two is so long, because I started chapter two about the time I probably put in two hours into chapter two on last week's episode. And I finally finished it this week, um, uh, yesterday. And I'm like, okay, if there's more chapters to this, even if there's five, this is going to take forever. Right. But there's only three. And apparently <laughs> it, it takes more of like the movie approach where like the first 15 is like act one and the last like, oh, 20 is act right. three. Yeah. So it shouldn't be too much longer and I'll have that finished. So I'll probably have more of a uh, review or impressions on that uh, after I get through the rest of it because I don't think there's much more left. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I'll talk about that more in next episode. One thing I did get to play, which 
I was looking forward to is uh, old time hockey Hey-o. thanks to play some video games. Uh, I believe it. Yeah, Kevin, you were like, hey, uh, do you want to do this review really quick over the weekend? And yep. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I played. Um, what's the other one? Super Blood Hockey is kind of the other one yeah. that um, is. I don't know. They both kind of got the same amount of. Hey, this there's a hockey game for PC coming out. Yeah. And I played the the beta or whatever for that. And it was okay, but it's more like uh, Nintendo's just hockey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's very arcadey, very um, I don't even want to say arcadey, just really uh, I don't know, very simple, I guess. Mm-hmm. So old time hockey, you know, a li- I guess they say fashions itself a little bit more after like NHL '94. So uh, having played it, I can say that uh, I was pleasantly surprised nice. uh about the game uh i don't want to see too much because i do have a review up on uh play some video games as well as a review done quick so if you want to see a little bit of the video um you can you can kind of see what it's all about but i i was looking up other people's reviews just because i was kind of curious as to how much uh press i guess this game was getting or mm-hmm. how you know how far up the ladder it went so to speak yeah. or maybe the food chain food chain's probably a better <laughs> analogy um and a lot of people, it's kind of like a love-hate thing. Some people didn't mind it, um, and other people, I guess, were kind of expecting it to be NHL 94, but just, like, on a on a, a computer with some newer graphics and a higher resolution, I guess. But uh, that didn't bother me. Right. So if you're interested in this, just be aware that, you know, you're not going to get your your full season mode or your be a GM mode or anything like that. It's, it's very simple as far as game modes and stuff go. However, there are some advanced controls that make it feel a little bit closer to uh, like EA's NHL series now where you have, I mean, it doesn't go so far as to say that you have like a skill stick on the right thumb, right. You, you can deke the pants off everybody, but um, it's a little bit more than press a and shoot the puck and, who know you know the game decides where it goes. So yeah. I was pleased that it wasn't so simple. Uh, there was a little bit of strategy to it. So I had a lot of fun with that over the weekend. Did you and, play uh, the beer mode? I did not play the beer mode. <laughs> I kind of forgot about it until I started writing my review. Um, but there is a beer mode, and it does allow you to. I guess it basically instead of mapping um, the two button mode, which would normally be like pass is B and shoot is A or whatever. Uh, they've mapped it to the shoulder and the trigger buttons yep. so that you can hold your uh, you can skate with one your thumbstick and hold your beer and press the buttons and, and you're good to go. And, yep. you know, that's that's innovation right there. You know? <laughs> innovation, that word gets flouted a lot in um, in uh, game design. And I, I think that might have been the truest example of innovation of our decade, possibly. I agree. Uh and so, yeah, those are two really just bearing down on Witcher 2. So uh, just kind of going in this weird streak of like it started with Batman and I was just I got to finish these games. I keep like starting games and I play three hours of it and then I never go back to it. And I've done that for quite a long time. I need to start getting things done. So uh, that's what I'm doing. I did get a chance to watch something. I kind of thought, you know what? Maybe I should look and see if this has come back yet. Last Man on Earth. You've mm. heard me talk about it before. Yep. It's on Hulu streaming. I believe it's on Fox. Fox, yeah. Fox? It's, it's a Fox show. Um, So they, I don't, I don't really watch any other show that has a typical 
um, big network uh, writing schedule, but they go on some weird breaks, man. They go in like <laughs> mid season breaks and yep. stuff like that. And I'm not used to that. So I think it, I think it got to like eight episodes or maybe five episodes. And then they took a break and <laughs> Uh, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not watching this for a while. So I happened to come back to it and they had three episodes available. So that means it's been available for about almost a month as of this recording then. Yeah. Um, and so I, I watched it and, uh, I gotta say still loving it. Hmm. You know, it's uh three seasons now and it's my type of humor and it's Will Forte and I love that guy. And hmm. I, you can, you can add him into the list of, uh, guys that I want to see their butts of, I guess, because he's my BFF forever. <laughs> hashtag butts. Um, hashtag butts. <laughs> yes. We got to save that chat for last, uh, I think it was last week's episode. Hashtag butts. Maybe two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Baby Watch was last week. Yes, that's Which right. actually, speaking of which, do we even say why Jason's not here? No, nobody cares. Okay, fair enough. We'll move along. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that after what you play. <laughs> that's probably a good point. Uh so yeah, last man on earth. It's great. It's back on, um, get back into it, support that show because I feel like that's one of those, especially being on Fox. I'm surprised it's not already canceled. Right. They cancel yeah, everything. They do. It's like, Oh, it's not number one show on Fox. We better, we better cancel it. And it's like, well, only one thing can be number one. You dummies. Uh, yeah. So just, just good stuff. So that's the end of my, what you playing now would probably be about, as good a time as any to discuss why Jason's gone. Um, so as you know, he, uh, there has been a baby watch 2017 for, as I have dubbed him baby Ouija. Baby and that's Ouija. only because Jason likes to say baby Ouija sometimes. And it makes me giggle. Um, and I, I feel pretty comfortable sharing this. They've, they shared it on Facebook now. So, um, Facebook the, official the news is out there. Yeah. As soon as it's face, as soon as it hits Facebook, it's basically news. So you can talk about it as much as you want um, without any actual facts, actual factual knowledge. Alternate facts. Uh, what's that? Alternate facts. Alternate facts. Yes. And misrememberings mm. too. Those are all, you can do all of those things. It's fine. <laughs> and um, so I, you know, I talked to him on Thursday, last Thursday and I sent him a message and I didn't get a response, which it's funny because Jason and I talk quite a bit. There usually not a day goes by where we don't talk mostly because of his job. He just has time to. So <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> yeah. So when he's telling me, oh, yeah, I'm just finishing up uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And I'm like, aren't you at work? You know, that's <laughs> yeah. cool, though. I'm not going to not going to harp on him for that. Uh, so I sent him a message late on Thursday and I didn't hear anything back. And I was like, huh, that's weird. Maybe he just passed out or something because he does that every once in a great while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Friday goes by and I didn't hear anything. And I think I think Saturday uh, and I knew like the time was getting close. Sure. Because so I didn't want to like be like, hey, why aren't you on the Internet all the time? Douche. You know? Yeah. Let's play awesome douche. nuts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, I know you haven't got much sleep lately, but who the hell cares? Get on awesome knots, stupid. Um, so, uh, I think I ended up. I'm I'm looking on my my chat history because there's not much here, so I'm sure I can probably find it pretty quickly. But <laughs> I I was kind of you know getting a little concerned. I thought okay right. maybe something's going on, but uh, again I didn't want to uh, you know bother him or whatever. So yeah, I was I was texting him about. Um, 
Oh, that's right. That could have been an IRL. My sink started leaking. I had to go to Home Depot to fix it. Oh, but, geez. Uh, that that's the that's the short end of that story. Just one of those things, man. Hundred dollar leak. When it rains, it pours. Yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> no, but it could have been. Anytime I go to Home Depot, it's like if somebody helps me there, I feel like they lead me down the wrong path. And if I would have just been confident and actually got what I thought I needed, I would have been fine. Oh yeah. Um. So that's very very annoying. So. Uh, yeah, I texted him on Thursday at 1.18 p.m. That was the last thing I got from him. And then I think on Friday uh, at about 3, he texted me and said, yeah, long birth story, as you can imagine. Not there yet. Hopefully soon. And it was like, oh, oh, okay. So we've gone from, you know, <laughs> talking about fixing sinks to, hey, uh, Jessica's in labor, <laughs> you know? And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So then I really knew not to bother them. Right. Um, but over the course of, of that day, uh, his son was born and, uh, I won't get into too much specifics because he's the father and he'll want to come on and he'll want to share all these specifics with us. And, and we would love for that and baby pictures and everything. Um, but yeah, needless to say, things were things were a little bit more complicated than they were expecting. And so I think that led to a little bit of uh oh my god, we got plan B. We weren't we weren't planning for plan B, so we have to uh we have to kind of scramble to get things around. You should you and, should probably not say plan B when talking about babies. <laughs> you know, I thought that, but I was like, I'm probably the only one who's gonna go there, so I'm not gonna say anything. Okay, plan beta. <laughs> Oh gosh. So no, Jessica did not. I would say that's a really, really late time to to change your mind. Let's just put it that way. Oh gosh. I think, you know what? I think we just named the episode. Um, So, and it works in so many different ways. If you just see that, they'll just be like, Oh, uh, because Lucas is hosting the show now. Uh, So yeah, things have been a little bit uh, crazy for him and we wish him the best. And, uh, uh, he has told me that everything is going well now yes. yep. and, and they are enjoying parenthood as only parents can understand, which is to say getting absolutely no sleep and worrying constantly about your child's welfare. Exactly. So, they're enjoying it now because they're still new at it. Give it like a week or so and they'll hate their kids just like the rest of us do. So it's, <laughs> That's it's right. Fine. That's right. You'll get into those moments where you're like, I know I told him, I told everyone I was never going to let my kid do this, but I'm letting hey, if it. it keeps him. Bu- yeah. If it keeps him busy for 30 minutes so I can, you know, go take a dump or whatever <laughs> you do what you got to do. Absolutely. That That's that's my parenting book title name. You do what you got to do. Uh, it's a nice umbrella statement. It covers lots of situations uh, and I will be selling it on Barnes at Barnes and Noble for I don't know. Hardcover copy usually goes for like 50 bucks on there. So let's just say 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> sure. Sure. Or 25, you know, it's no big deal. Oh, that's for members only. That's oh, okay. Barnes and Noble members price. Get one of those coupons. That's right. So, um, so yeah, that's where Jason is. And that's why he, he's not letting me host the show so much as he's kind of acquiesce to the inevitability that this would happen one day. Right. So um, I'm sure he's probably thinking, my God, what have I done? Yeah, He'll, uh, he'll be back this, in like 25 minutes more into this episode. He'll just know how it's going and say, that's what I'm coming back. 
yeah, yeah. He'll he'll just pop in, even though we're on Skype. He'll just somehow get in the phone yes. call and just be like, "I'm here, guys. We can start the show now. <laughs> I, I I just can't let you guys go without me." <sighs> but that's why we love you, Jason, because you're a man. Uh, you're a man of the land, and you're into <laughs> discipline. <laughs> what? I I don't know. It's a weird Al song. <laughs> man of the Sometimes land. Sometimes I sit. Yeah, it's uh uh um. Not Gangster's Paradise. Amish Paradise? Amish Paradise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's bad when you can... I'm probably misquoting uh, the lyrics and and can't remember the name of the song. And that's usually about how these things go. I mean, you can remember the what, name of your co-host. So, I mean, it's... That's true. That's fine. That's true. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Nathan. I really do apologize. <laughs> uh, what do you say we play an OC remix as determined by Wheel of Chance? I say we do it. And, and is, is that the wheel next to you by chance that you built? It is. It is much larger than it probably. Yeah, I was about to say it's like half the room. It's like those old school computers with the vacuum tubes. That's. It seems <laughs> yeah. highly unnecessary. It looks like it, there's a lot happening, but really you just spin it by hand. It's a hundred dollar wheel, isn't it? It is. It is a hundred dollar wheel. Most of the spaces are empty <laughs> because I can't draw lines very well. Uh, why don't we give it? Let's give it the old uh, the old spinneroo and let's we'll see it. what we end up with. Uh, as you know, OC Remix has lots of remixes of video game songs. And uh, since we like to, we fancy ourselves video game men, women, mm. children, uh, we like to listen to the music that was brought to us by those awesome composers of our favorite games. Uh, let's see, we got Final Fantasy, oh God, Final Fantasy <laughs> Roman numerals. Four? Yeah, yeah, Roman numerals <laughs> and the whole stupid Final Fantasy Three in America is actually oh, four yes. in Japan yep. and all that stuff. So if I'm inevitably going to get it wrong, so I'm sorry for that. But it's um, Final Fantasy. I believe it was Final Fantasy, uh, one of the ones for Super Nintendo. So it's probably and three. This, it should have been three in the uh, yeah. U.S. Then, so yeah, so four in Japan, yeah. I think. Yes, those are all the correct things. Perfect. All the correct words. the The song is called uh, "Magitech Research Symphony," which Magitech was. Yes. Yeah. yeah totally. Uh, yep. Uh, so that all makes sense. The songs involved are Another World of Beasts, Devil's Lab, and a uh, classic, the Terrace theme. Yeah. Of course. So uh, let's see. We've got dark, energetic, orchestral uh, sounds like. So this will be, uh, you know, one of those things where you listen to it and you're surprised that it's not just like a dance remix of of a song from Final Fantasy. Right. Which, this is more of a workout days, montage type song yeah yeah exactly you shadow box uh, are, to it i do i have a <laughs> i hope somebody out there maybe not listening but um <laughs> somewhere out there has like a workout remix that is all video game music yes but only like you know punch out oh heck and yeah stuff like that yep where's this <laughs> pink, where's somebody... pink uh sweatsuit and just boxes away that's right that's right uh so our remixer today is rebecca e trip with two p's Again, uh, this is Magitech Research Symphony, and uh, you can find this remix and so many more at Kevin OCRemix.org.
All right, that was our OC remix, very orchestral, very, um, yeah, just very uh, different, I guess, than what you you would normally get out of our typical dance remix songs. Uh, Good chance to tell you guys, Netflixation reminder, uh, next week we're watching Enter the Battlefield. Uh, That's the uh, Magic the Gathering tournament documentary. And so that should be... I don't know if I'm expecting cringeworthy or interesting, maybe a little bit of both. I would say it's going to be like uh, King of Kong if you saw that. That was both interesting and awkward cringeworthy as well. Yes, I do remember uh, parts of that. I watched yeah. it. It feels like forever ago. Yeah, but, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Kind of like uh, those other, uh, the uh, LARPing ones too that used to be up on Netflix as yes. well. Yes. I'm yep. sure if you watch if you watch this and give it a halfway decent score, you'll probably end up with all those other suggestions <laughs> yeah. in there too. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually what happens. Oh, we see you like one thing in a genre. Here's <laughs> everything else that's re- even barely related to that. And you're going to love it. Exactly. And you're like, I've already got so much crap on my Netflix list that I already ignore. I don't need <laughs> yeah. more stuff. Um, uh, speaking of cringeworthy and slightly awkward, hey. why don't we talk about our uh, top three gaming moments that moved you? Uh, yes, we're doing a discussion. Remember when we used to do those? Uh well, we've, I, I said, you know what? We, we need something to talk about, especially if Kevin's coming on. I don't want him to just be like, man, everybody else who comes on gets this awesome guest treatment. And you just <laughs> bring me on to talk about IRL and what you're playing, you know? So just for you, I decided we're going to do a discussion. And uh, it looks like you guys answered the call, too, because we've got some other listeners here who, yeah. who have revealed their uh, top uh, gaming moments that moved them. So without further ado... Kevin, why don't we start at number three? We'll work our way up, and we'll maybe by the end of this, we'll we'll have a a laugh, maybe shed some tears, and uh, remember our fallen digital comrades. Sounds like a Tuesday to me. <laughs> so the first one, ironically enough, since we're starting from the bottom of the list, I cheated on, Uh-oh. and it's because this literally happens in almost every single Legend of Zelda game, and it's every single time you get the Master Sword. So going way back to the days of Link to the Past, which to my knowledge, and somebody's probably going to correct me if I'm wrong on this, is the first time you had a moment of actually getting that Master Sword, of having to earn it in order to to uh, take down Ganon, if you will. Uh, they always do a great job of building the atmosphere and kind of putting you in a great, somber, solemn type of place as you you know finally get that sword. It's always a, a big defining moment every game. It kind of ramps up to the mm-hmm. second half and to the finale of the game, if you will. So it's always something that's always been very memorable for me, like Link to the Past. It was great. Uh, Ocarina of Time, obviously, that's when you when you finally obtain that. That's when you actually travel through time and you end up being the adult Link later on. Um, even in like uh, Twilight Princess, there are great moments. Uh, I have not gotten to it yet in Breath of the Wild uh, because I'm delaying and trying to make this game last as long as possible, <laughs> not just trying to uh, devour it as some of my friends have done. Sure. Um, but I'm building towards it, and everyone says like the moment for it in that game is really epic as well. So it's kind of just almost every single Zelda game since the 90s has done this, and it's always a big, grandiose moment that makes you feel good, and you're like, all right, now it's time to take down Ganon, and kind of gets you ready for the second half of there. So it's always something that I always found moving and kind of just getting you not so much crying or upset, but getting you pumped and ready to take on the the big bad, if you will. Right. You feel like you're you're a hero who's you know finally got geared up, so to speak, and yep. now it's shit got serious and it's time exactly to take care of business. Uh, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of like in a video game, 
another example of a game where they they you have such an iconic weapon or item or whatever but they wait until halfway through before you even get it because there yep. are times where you're just like oh yeah like halo uh master chief halo chief uh master chief <laughs> putting on his helmet or whatever but that usually happens at the beginning or, right. or whatever and here it's like no you you go out you find this every time and every time it gives you chills and you're just like ah this is zelda this is yeah. one of those moments Totally. And I, and I do know, so spoilers for anybody that hasn't finished getting the Master Sword in Breath of the Wild, I do know, though, that in this one it's a little bit different. So every other Zelda game, you have to collect certain items, and then you're able to just take the sword out and run with it. Uh, in, in this one, it actually, you have to get to a certain health level, because oh. taking the sword out actually kills you. Whoa. So it makes it even more epic. Like, you grab it, and you have to hold the button to pull it out, and as you're doing it, you just watch your health tick away as you're trying to pull it out of the stone so like it actually almost kills you to get this master sword. So it brings it a little more uh, meaning to it, I think, a little bit this time too. So it's a, it's a, it's a different twist uh, on the normal formula with Zelda, as pretty much the entire game has been a twist. But especially with the master sword, where it kind of gives you a consequence to trying to get it. And if you try and get it before that certain level, it will kill you, and you just start all over again. You got to go, okay, well, I can't get the sword yet, and. You know, you have to go through a maze to get to that point as it is. So if you manage to get through that and you're not even strong enough to pull it out, it could probably uh, piss you off a little bit. Yeah, I would think so. But that's a good way to like, since it's open world and everything, that's kind mm-hmm. of a good way of keeping it from just like, oh, I've, I I found it. I'm going to go straight there. I found it. I'm o- I'm OP now. So yep. I'm just going to like blaze through this game because I was able to to get it early or whatever. So that that is kind of an interesting. I think I like that. that it. Yeah. Um, plus, it's kind of a almost like a story ask reason. Like you yes. have to have enough um, willpower, I guess, to be yep. able to pull it out. Uh, so yeah, that's very cool. Uh, does it make this sound when you get it or not? Oh, sure. Yeah, there they go. Oh, there See, we go. It broke. Yeah, now it's not working. Uh, now it's, now it's everything. Jesus. It does not uh, make mega man noises when you unsheath the master sword. <laughs> that um, would be I'm, really I'm, weird. Yeah. I'm sure it does make some form of the sound. Uh, I haven't heard it yet. Cause I'm not there quite yet. So, uh, well, let me know the second, you will hit me up on Twitter and say, and then just describe it with in Just put that in words. D-U-H-H-D-U-H-H. You're like, Kevin's drunk again. It's four in the morning and he's sending me messages. I'm like, no, I know what he's talking about. This message was meant for me. As you look away from Chris Pratt's bare end. I'm going to look that up now. You know, you can, you can bet your bottom that it's on the internet now. All right. Well, let's I'll go with my number three. This one was kind of like a surprise for me because I had to really go back. I didn't want everything to be the most recent thing I've ever played, but it's a little bit hard to get a certain feeling out of old school games just because it takes a lot of imagination for that to happen. Um, Once you get into like the PlayStation and 64 uh, era, I could see that happening a little bit more, but since my memory is terrible and I could barely even remember this, but I do remember the feeling I got. So, uh, spoilers of, I should have, I, I put a reminder and I totally oh, yeah. forgot to even <laughs> say anything. Uh, spoilers bound. We are, most of these games are probably not new. If you yeah. haven't played them, you might want to skip ahead. Um, I'll try to not be so specific, but some of these will be hard not to spoil certain moments. And I mean, that's really all of these moments are just spoilers for the most part. So, (laughs) 
I guess we should just call this top three spoilers. But uh, anyways, Red Dead Redemption, when John Marston dies, and you would think, okay, well, that's kind of weird. The the thing is, though, it doesn't happen right at the end of the game. So throughout the game, you're if my memory serves correctly, and Kevin, maybe you can help. Did you play Red Dead Redemption? I did, but I didn't get very far in it. So okay. I actually played Undead Nightmare a heck of a lot more than like that. But, so, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that came out. Uh, so basically, you're playing as John Marston. He used to be a, an outlaw, but he's kind of trying to turn things around. And you start doing that by um, going to a different uh, locale, so to speak. The I believe... I want to say it's it's not like Texas, I don't think. Maybe more like Tennessee or something because there's some marshland. There's things that remind me of like Louisiana and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but needless to say, you move away from wherever you were and uh, you try to start a new life. You, you end up on a farm. You want to just help out and just, you know, stay low and just kind of wait until the end of your days, I guess. And, and you're done. You're done robbing trains. Well, uh, the government catches up with you because you're a wanted criminal and they basically force you to work for them to redeem yourself by catching some of the people that you used to be outlaws with. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of gives you this uh, false sense of security that you're, you're going to be okay at the end of this. You're going to redeem yourself. They're going to see that you're not a horrible person and you will be, you know, you will be uh, transformed by this whole experience by the end. Not the case. You end up uh, towards the last uh, quarter of the game, I'd say you end up being betrayed and you are shot to death. And I thought to myself, I I just remember that's one of the few times that I can say the main character died and it was part of the story. But I, as a player, continued on and you end up um, playing in his son's footsteps years later, who unfortunately, probably because of this incident, has decided to um, follow in his father's footsteps and become a, um, I don't want to say outlaw, but he's definitely out for revenge right. in the least um, lawish way possible. So, yeah. <laughs> vigilante. He, vigilante. Yeah, vigilante justice. Thank you. And uh, so, yeah, when I just remember thinking, man, that that's that's something you don't always see is just, you, you play, you spend so much time with this character mm-hmm. only to have all your efforts for nothing and he dies in the end. And it's right. just a really, really shitty way for, for him to go <laughs> for a guy who's trying to turn it around. Right. You know, you really kind of feel for the guy and then it's like, ah, no, kill him. We don't care. Whatever. Typical government. Uh, all right, Kevin, give us your number two. So my number two, I'm fairly sure you haven't played this one, right? Is The Last of Us? No, I still want to. I, I really do. But at this point, I don't think it'll ever happen. So, yeah, it. Oh, man, it is a video game masterpiece. And I don't throw that around lightly. Um, it starts off with the most gut wrenching scene uh, played out. So the main character is Joel, as you know, and he ends up running into Ellie down the line. That's kind of the duo you play throughout the game. Uh, however, it sets it up with the very beginning of the game with Joel's daughter dying because of this, uh, not zombie, but this uh, outbreak that's going on in the game. But it's literally the first like 15 minutes of this game. You don't even play yet, and it throws you into this. Oh, no. The way it's delivered is just like if you're a parent, there's no way you're getting through this portion <laughs> of the game without 
catching the feels, if you will. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, it is. It is so bad. And it's funny because it's such a short period of time. It's it's right at the start of the game. So you don't even really know these characters yet, but the way they actually convey it through the the graphics and, and the voice acting especially, it just tears you apart. That his daughter died and she didn't need to die kind of deal. And... It just yeah. sets the stage for why Joel is the way he is throughout the rest of the game without getting disclosed for the rest of the game. Um, it just sets it sets the table perfectly for the, the experience you're going to have playing throughout the game. But if you're a parent and you get through this without catching the feels, you are you're dead inside. Just I wouldn't I wouldn't make it. Yeah, no. you would have to be dead inside. I would. That could that could be my child. Yeah, exactly. I have <laughs> I have three daughters, so it's like oh jeez, three oh, times as bad. Exactly, it's terrible. So and and I I have no problem. I'm mad enough to admit it. I did shed a tear. It was just That's one. Okay. It was one lone tear, but it was a tear. I have no problem saying that. A um, lone tear is the best because it makes yes. you look even more manly. Exactly. And then I then I shotgun three beers immediately after <laughs> to, re- to redeem myself but yeah so i i won't get into too spoilery as far as the details but yeah right off the beginning joel's daughter dies and she doesn't have to and you kind of get angry about the circumstances there and you understand why joel's angry and then just becomes uh emotionally disconnected from everything else around him as you get into the actual portion of the game there but yeah if you're never gonna play it and in, in your case like I said you don't think you'll ever get around to it just look it up on youtube it's it's the very intro of the game and just just kind of see and and that sets the stage for what uh in my opinion has been the greatest story told in a video game setting to date at least wow. uh, for me so it, it's it's an epic story whether you like games or not they could make this into a movie and it would do it would do well across genres I'm telling you so uh yeah the last of us it's just right at the beginning Joel's daughter dying right off the bat now I hate the fact that I haven't played it even more. Now I'm just like, ah, I need to like the, the wanting to play it has kind of died down over just, just as like less and less people talk about. Oh the yeah. Game. It's, it's been out for a while. So yeah. Yeah. And now I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I need to get my hands on this thing. Well, that's what some games just don't really bother with like character motivation. Yeah. And in a game like that, you really need it because otherwise Absolutely. you're just like, why am I doing anything? What, what, what is the reason for this? Why do I care? Exactly. It sets the stage for why Joel cares about Ellie and he wants to protect her, but also why Joel has a certain outlook as to what's going on around him. Uh, and ultimately at the end of the game, it shows you why he makes the decisions he makes going into the very ending. And I'm sure it's going to carry into the sequel. It's coming, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometime in the next couple of years, I guess at this point. Um, but yeah, it just, it truly gives you the motivation for the entire game. So much like John and how he wanted to redeem himself in red dead redemption. Yeah. This sets the stage and it carries on throughout the entire game up into the, you know, from, from the first 15 minutes to the last 15 minutes, you have a clear picture of why Joel is the way he is. And it's because of that single defining moment right off the bat. <sighs> I want to play even more now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to my number two. Yes. Uh, so this is probably going to come up. Uh, in fact, I know it's going to come up at least one <laughs> game in the series, probably each game in the series at this point, Mass Effect. But I'm going to go all the way back to number one. And now I know looking back, Mass Effect, it's it's almost kind of surprising that it did as well as it did because if you go back and try to play the original Mass Effect, it's a little bit janky. Yeah. You know, it's a little like rough around the edges. The elevators... Uh, the, all the elevators, especially <laughs> if you're playing on uh, on console, the load times, because that's oh. what really what it was, was just load times. And uh, but it's like, man, how long are these elevators like this is the most ridiculous <laughs> elevator ride ever. Uh, but 
one of the one of the things um, about the first Mass Effect that I remember being just really uh, sticking out in my mind is uh, you go on the this suicide mission uh, and I you have to plant a bomb and I, I can't really remember the circumstances because it's been like since this game first came out since I played it but uh, you have to go set this bomb out down on um, I'm on a planet I'm guessing it's probably some compound or something to blow the crap out of whatever's there and um, as you're kind of getting swarmed, you have to uh, gather your group and leave. But the problem is that the bomb requires somebody to be there and arm it or protect it or something right. like that. Uh, and you are forced to make a choice whether uh, whether you leave your teammate Ashley or your teammate Caden. And I actually remember sitting at the screen for probably way too long because... <laughs> I knew like there's no there's no video gamey moment where they both live. You're right. choosing who you who you go through the rest of the games with basically because once you make this choice, they're gone from all the world. Yeah. So it really set up like man, the the decisions I make in Mass Effect, the the series are really going to have a lot of weight to them and um it actually changes the way the game is played. Uh, but then you play the third one and then you see the ending and you're like, oh, wait, none of that mattered. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. This, no. um, <laughs> I do find it ironic, though, that out of all the decisions, that's the one that they decided to just kind of skimp on. But anyway, right. uh, but yeah, it just kind of sets up this tone that you're like, oh, things actually matter when I decide, like, you know, say what you will about the whole Paragon um um, villain system or whatever it's called it to be like so black and white about everything. But those decisions really um, from a story perspective and from a character building perspective, were like, Oh my goodness. Like this is for real now. Cody, you're okay. Do you, can you hear my, my dog? I heard it background? briefly. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's getting, I messy. smell. <laughs> <laughs> I know you smell Cody. It's okay, buddy. He, he has really bad separation anxiety. So like he hates being locked up in the the kennel, but if he gets right. on anything, you're gonna smell it all up, dude. I'm sorry, but it's true. Anyways, yeah. So Mass Effect, the just the importance that the the gravitas of this the the um the decisions that you'll make in this game. So, uh, well, here's here's something interesting. <laughs> Kevin and I both did this list separately. I'm pretty yep. sure. I think yep. I filled mine out, and then. You filled yours out, and we ended up having the same number one. Yep. Uh, Kevin, why don't you go ahead and tell us what that is? So if you've played the Telltale series, The Walking Dead Season 1, uh, and you played the whole thing, then you probably already know where we're going with this, and this is the, like the last 10 minutes of that game. Yeah. Um, yes. it's, it's pretty rough, and that's when Lee dies. So you go through the whole entire story, setting up Lee's relationship with Clem, uh, and, and just kind of going through and his his struggles to keep her alive and, and similar to Joel, why he's trying to keep her, her alive yeah. uh, based on what happened in his life. And you get to the end and you're like, yeah, they're safe. It's all going to be OK. And it's not because Lee needs to die. And yes, he does. Yeah, I was I was literally shocked when this happened. Uh, I believe I played this before Last of Us as well. So that okay. didn't really have any, like, I didn't really compare the two of those, but that was the first time I think I probably like 
gasped while playing a game. Like what happened? I'm like, right? oh, what? No. Yeah. Like after all that, this is what happens. You know, it was, it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. And while I feel the uh, forthcoming seasons afterwards are nowhere near as strong as that first season was, uh, it gave me hope that like, Oh my God, if they did this in the first one, what's going to happen on the next, you know, right. next season, it didn't work out as well, but Hey, um, they definitely caught me off guard uh, for sure with that moment. Yeah, they did. That was a real kick in the nuts. Yeah. Well, kick in the crotch. It was a kick in the crotch for anybody. Because the whole crotch area. Yeah. They don't, they make it seem, it. Just, they just pull the rug out from underneath. Yeah. Because it's like you said, it's just like, oh, it's a really heroic moment and everything's going to be okay. But then you remember this is The Walking Dead and <laughs> people die and people have been dying all around you throughout this entire oh, yeah. first season. So but you don't think it's going to happen to your character no. until it does. And I will I will say I shed more than one tear. I don't I think it's because one I was playing it late at night and I knew I was close to the end so it's like I just got to get it done. Yeah. So I'm playing and I'm just like, "Oh my god, he's sacrificing himself for her. It's so beautiful." <laughs> I didn't even have a kid yet, so I didn't have an excuse <laughs> for that. But it I think it's it really just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. But it makes sense it makes sense, but it's just because of the, you, you never know what could happen. I mean, it, it, it is kind of a, sometimes it seems silly that zombies are just randomly, you know, come out of places and it's just <laughs> right. like, oh, somebody gets grabbed or whatever. But yeah, nobody heard like that. that. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't like coming out of nowhere like that. So it really was played off well. And yeah. like you said, they could only do it one time. So they kind of, you know, wasted that. I, well, I, was, I shouldn't say wasted it, but they could never do that again and have it. Yeah, they can't. They can't much. live up to what they did. It just have they haven't been able to replicate uh, a moment like that in the in the other games afterwards. Yeah, I I have played some of season two, but I'm working on playing through season one on uh, Steam first because I played season one on Xbox originally. Gotcha. And so yeah. I'm going back and because my stupid brain is like, oh, you've got to play all season one on computer <laughs> first because you bought it and uh, you shouldn't waste your money like that so i gotta get through that and uh before i can get into season two and i think i played like up to episode two or three so there's a there's a sale right now too steam has a sale uh or maybe it's good old games i don't know one of them is doing a sale for the uh the walking dead series is like one collection you get a good sale on that right now oh nice nice I think that's that's pretty much the only time I buy anything is if it's like yep. if it's like five dollars. I'm like, OK, I'm buying it. of course, <laughs> it's like three years old and everybody's done talking about yeah. it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Uh, all right. So. Some of you guys have, uh, like I said, answered the call and uh, we'll get to your your uh, moments of uh, gaming that moved you. So let's see. Siri Sims says uh, Legion from Mass Effect 3. I kind of forgot about this. Uh, I feel bad because I really like the oh, Mass Effect yeah. 2 and 3 series. Yep. And especially 2 because the just the amount of character, uh, I think that's when they started doing the character side missions yes. that were optional, but yep. kind of you learn more about them. Then you're like, man, I actually like my NPC character yeah. friends. <laughs> uh, so she says, Legion from Mass Effect 3, does this unit have a soul? And then when he used, used the pronoun I... I cried like a baby <laughs> or when Morden sacrificed himself to cure the Krogan genophage. I also forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. Getting to know those characters over the course of the games and then having to make decisions to save an individual or sacrifice them for a different goal. Wow. Mm. And then she added a bunch of cry faces. Yeah. Those are some really, 
you you know it, it's funny because you know what's going to happen because it's a Mass Effect game, right? And it's a Bioware game, so these tough choices are going to come up. But like, you just don't know how much you're going to get attached to these characters until you play the game, and you, and when it's done well, it it pulls at your heartstrings. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what, Kevin? Why don't we go back and forth? Why don't you take this? Uh, I really don't want to read all through these without just <laughs> sitting there. So. Just listening, nodding my head. So, yeah, the second one comes in from Devin, uh, Dev Atias on uh, Twitter. Uh, he said, the passing of Aerith, so that would have been Final Fantasy VII. That was another moment where you didn't see it coming, uh, if you will. Yes. Uh, he listed, One of the uh, originals. Oh, yeah, that, that was that was definitely an early one where I was like, wait, they could do that in a video game? Like, <laughs> yeah. people die and there's a consequence? You can't just continue on, you know? Um, he also listed uh, beating a link to the past overall. Uh, and then in Super Metroid, when the baby Metroid revives Samus and uh, helps you take down Mother Brain, so oh, I'm not yeah. too familiar with the Metroid. Uh, oh yeah, no Super series. Metroid's a Super Metroid's a classic one. That's that's one where uh, you, basically Samus rescues a baby Metroid, uh, and then it kind of follows around like a dog and makes appearances in different cutscenes. But but at the very end of the game, when you're fighting Mother Brain, it sacrifices itself. To help take down Mother Brain and revive Samus so that she can complete the job, if you will. So Ugh. you know, you saved it, and at the end, it saved you. At the at the end, and, and Metroid's supposed to be the bad guys, and this one lone baby one kind of took you as a mother. Dang, I yeah. lied. Everything I said about uh, not feeling feelings in the SNES and Genesis age, <laughs> I, I was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> By the way, uh, the passing of Aerith. Why didn't they just use a phoenix down? Right, they have you. You can buy them in literally every single store. Uh, at that point have of the game, eight hundred on them. Yeah, I was like, at, of them at, on you. Exactly. At that point of the game, you're carrying at least eighty of them. Like you know, come on, just, just. I don't, I don't uh, know. It'll forever be a debate. Sephiroth. I think I saw. Some, yeah, somebody, somebody somewhere wrote why they couldn't do it because of the way I, I don't even remember, but I read it somewhere and I was just like, can't let it go. It's been like twenty <laughs> years and you're still talking about it. Uh, Sean Capri, Sean like the pants, or no, Capri no. like the pants. Sean, <laughs> Sean like the Connery. <laughs> yeah, Capri like the Connery. You know that makes sense. Capri uh, Thane's Thane's loyalty mission on Mass Effect Two. So we got the full trilogy now. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Thane was Thane. I think was one of those guys I didn't get to uh, until I did kind of everybody else. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, he didn't have a lot of time to live because he had some. Um, species specific disease or something yep. that was slowly killing him. Yep. Um, the opening of Ori in the Blind Forest haven't had a chance to play, but it looks beautiful. Um, and I would imagine it must be beautiful if it's just the opening. So unless like, you know, their kid dies or something too, then <laughs> it, I, I can't imagine what it must be. Uh, and every moment in all three Dragon Ages <laughs> that that is true. That that's a game that's also hard to pick out like just one specific moment because. I don't remember like feeling particularly sad, but there are a lot of like brave heart. Yeah. We're going to go kick some ass moments. And yeah. Save the world. Yeah. Uh, especially when you get all of the, um, uh, the, whatever they're called, the contracts for the different races to come together yep. against a greater evil. Uh, so that's always good. All right. What's next? So, uh, Eric Bouchard wrote in, he says the suicide mission in mass effect. So as you mentioned there, I believe mm-hmm. you're talking about the same one there. Uh, White Phosphorus in Spec Ops The Line, which I'm not familiar with. Yeah, that's one where you end up using. Uh, I I, re- I don't remember if it's a choice or if it's a choice or if it's like an actual choice where yeah. uh, you can use it or not. But you end up using it, and it's uh, it's basically like napalm everywhere and just oh. scan, and uh, it ends up killing. Uh, huge spoilers. I think it's because 
you're actually um, <laughs> I've tried to explain this game once already and people yelled at me because I did such a horrible explanation of it. But uh, I believe you were like um, tricked into thinking that you were killing soldiers and it ended up being trapped civilians or something like that. Because you see all these um, you see all these people and their uh, heat signatures or something. And you're like, oh, these all must be soldiers. Let's kill them. Turns <laughs> out they're like civilians and some soldiers and. It's just a horrible like. It's a daycare center. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. School, Plan hospital. B. <laughs> just one of those horrible um, military failures that you know, unfortunately, can become. Uh, I don't want to say common occurrence, but you have heard of in the news before. Right. So. Uh, and then the last one was the letters in the hospital in that dragon cancer. So I haven't yeah. played this game, but I've read a lot about it, and I I mm-hmm. do want to get to it eventually. And and that's another one that's just. Uh, I mean, if you're starting that game, you want to subject yourself to some hurt right off the bat. Like, yes. no good is coming of this game other than the feels. All of the feels that you will have during this game. Uh, yeah. We, so if you, if you're not familiar, it's it's a it's a man who designed this game basically to kind of chronicle the death of his own son uh, who would come down with cancer. So you kind of live that experience through the game uh, and, and a father going through the same type of thing. So. Yeah, it's it's gut wrenching in general, but yeah, I haven't gotten to it yet. But that is on my uh, to do list. Yeah, I I remember hearing about that, and I saw the. That's like one of those games you play if you just want to cry the whole time. Like if you right. want a good cry, just play this, and and that'll that'll do it for you because ah. it looks sad as all get out. Uh, Russ Pontius, friend of the show, he says uh, completing the flame and the flood, which is a game that I just recently got through humblebundle.com. Uh, go there today, subscribe, and you'll get $5 off with my coupon code. Not really. I'm just joking. Uh, as I was crossing the golf, the last area of the game, I started questioning if I would ever find land. Maybe there really was nothing beyond but, but, but ocean, and there was no promised land. I would say more, but it would spoil things for others. Suffice to say, the ending moved me more than a game has in a very long time. And I know Russ personally, and he's not a particularly um, emotional guy, so for him to say that has a little bit of weight to it. Mm. So. Right. Uh, I, I, I want to get to it, but that's one of those games I know I need to like sit down, put some time into so that when I come back, I don't go, what the hell was I doing? Yeah, exactly. And then start again. Yeah. So. That's one of those types of games that I won't play because I know I'll never do that. So I'm just going to avoid it. <laughs> watch some, watch some YouTube videos or read a review that you do later on. So yep. that's fine. Um, so the next one comes from, speaking of a friend of ours, uh, Nathan Thomas at Voice by Nathan on Twitter. Uh, he also says Final Fantasy VII, The Death of Aerith. Uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars KOTOR twist reveal. So I'll leave it at that. Yes. Um, then Final Fantasy 14, 15, 15, 15. Leviathan 15, until yeah. after the end credits. Uh, Telltale Walking Dead, uh, same one as us. And then Mass Effect 3, HTL. I don't know what that means. Do you? I don't know what HTL means either. Uh, maybe let's find out. It could be some very common thing and we're just... Uh, and maybe we're just like totally not getting it. Yeah, he's he's using very uh, specific terms because he even puts like season one, chapter five of Telltale: The Walking Dead instead of just saying Libby did. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's for the people who are really like nerds into the minutia. <laughs> I was gonna be nice, but <laughs> bunch of nerds playing video games, nerds using your dumb acronyms. Acronyms HTO. What does that mean? <laughs> maybe it's a DLC content. I don't know. It's, it's um, the redone edit ending that they added on afterwards when everyone was mad at the ending. Yeah, and everyone was like, well, they did it, but I'm not going to go through and play it again. So, <laughs> yeah, right. 
whatever. Uh, Josh Barbone, who oh. makes a huge appearance on this, or Barboni. I think he told. I think that's how he said he pronounced. Yes, Barboni. It is Barboni. Um, finding out that there is a butts mode in Shovel Knight. Yeah, which... that's my fault. <laughs> um, what did you? What have you done? So we were uh, on the last episode of uh, PSVG. We were talking about games that were not Legend of Zelda for the Switch that you should be playing, and Shovel Knight came up. <laughs> Uh, and, and one of the other guys was talking about all the different cheat codes that were available in Shovel Knight. So I was like, oh, let me Google and see what kind of cheat codes. There is sure. literally like 50-something cheat codes. Like it is OG, Dang. like Game Genie-esque cheat codes. Um, and there's one called Butts Mode. So I told Josh, and basically what it does is it changes key dialogue in the game to instead of saying whatever word, they say butts instead. Oh, my God. That's like that was made for him, practically. Yes. So he immediately then bought the game immediately after I told him that. So, oh, yeah. my gosh, it moved him probably not in the right direction, but it, it moved him. <laughs> he is very motivated by butts, apparently. Oh, it's true. Uh, who isn't really, though? I mean, in all honesty, uh, what do we have for the last one then? So the last one is from Cal Zero or Callow. I don't know. Um, they Either say. Or. Either or. Mm, not much I remember. I freaked out when I saw Samus was a girl. <laughs> Instant crush. <laughs> hashtag 80s kid. Hashtag Samus rules. So for those of you not familiar with Metroid, uh, you, you play the entire original game Metroid and you're in the suit the whole time and you very Master Chief-esque. And because we're all sexist idiots, we just assumed Samus was, was a guy throughout the entire game. But if you yeah. got to the end screen, Samus took her helmet off. And had the luxurious blonde locks come flowing out of her helmet, so... There was no question. No, no. And it, it threw a lot of people off. We're like, wait, what? <laughs> that was a girl the entire time? So... No, I hate this. Yeah. This Ugh, is a, I'm going to go on the internet. <laughs> oh, wait, there's no, oh, wait, there's no internet yet. It's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write a letter to my congressman. <laughs> is it uh, a letter in Nintendo Power magazine? Like, dear Nintendo Power, you guys are jerks. Yeah. What the heck? Girl could never do that. No Those way. are jokes. We're just joking. Um, yeah, I think that was like the first time because as a kid on the playground, I remember like after that, because um, I think I heard about that. And then there was a con uh, conspiracy that Shadow from Final Fantasy three, I believe, in America was a girl I had heard uh, one time. I don't know if it's a popular thing, but and then I huh. think I think she is a girl. I don't know. But it's a ninja character, so you don't see the face. Oh, it's yeah, hard yeah, to tell. yeah, yeah. I, I, um, they kind of always portrayed it as a guy, but I, I do remember hearing that as well. With like, no, it's really a girl, and you just never find out anyway. But yeah, I yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, the other one was uh, that I heard was in Mega Man X. Uh, what the heck is not not Mega Man, obviously, but the other one, Zero, uh, Zero. Thank yeah. you. Um, which I believe is a guy, actually. Yes, Zero is a guy. Um, but at the time, it wasn't like they never really made it. Um, yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, they don't say it. And he's got long blonde hair, so. Yeah, I mean, this could just be my friends being stupid, which I wouldn't put it past the realm of possibility. But those are the things that you had to. That's the kind of information that gets spread on a playground when you don't have the internet is oh, yeah. somebody thinks something says it. And then next thing you know, that's, that's all you're talking about. Or on the other side of the coin, you're a normal kid who doesn't play video games, chases girls and plays football, I guess. I Wait, don't know. That that was an option. I, you know, I went the other career path when I started the game and right. went with nerdy loser who nobody will talk to. <laughs> I didn't know we had a choice. 
Oh, really? Maybe you have. Maybe you were randomly generated, <laughs> and that's just what you ended up with. Default. Um, def- oh, default <laughs> is so sad. Um, I think that was kind of a slight burn on you. Yeah. I think I just called your life sad on accident. Or at no, least I, I, that's where I was going with it anyway. So. Okay. Good. Good. That's we're one all, of the things Jason all... left off the list was we weren't self-deprecating uh, enough in this episode. So. That's true. I figured I'd catch true. it up. So. Excellent. We're we're all fine here. How are how are you? There's there's a there's one that somehow makes its way in. Uh, that's what she said. Uh, so thank you for all of the listener uh, feedback. I think that's probably the best turnout that we've had in a, in a long time lately. Uh, so we enjoy that. Thank you for giving us content so that we can talk about it. And speaking of which, that puts us into uh, the community grab bag. Actually, oh. hey, got the music back. Yeah, I did the music. It'll be interesting to see if it'll stop when it's done. Um, so we got a plump-filled community grab bag today. Uh, let's start with Mr. Dan Anthony. He's got a couple things to say here. First thing, uh, oh boy, this this one is the weekly submission <laughs> sub, submission Fox 11 Los Angeles. Alleged burglar pants by spiked fence while trying to flee, found hanging upside down. Let's, he's got a link here. Let's see. There better be a picture. I, mean, I, yes, I hope there there is. a picture. <laughs> there is a picture. That means somebody stopped to take a picture before helping. Oh, which is the you, way it you should have to. Be. You have to stop and take a picture first. <sighs> oh, he's one of those guys who wears like um, your sports, your gym, your gym shorts. <laughs> yep. Under your pants. That's kind of weird. I never like. Oh, this is great. Uh, so he's hanging upside down. I really. He really thought he was going to be able to climb that? That's kind of surprising. Um, so, yeah, it's about a eight-foot-tall fence, looks like. Yep. Spikes on the top. He got double. He, uh, he got double ripped in the pants. Yeah. He's got two. He's working two on there. How did he not... Now, Kevin, I ask you this. How did he not have the ability to rip his pants off from the fence? He, I don't, he must be wearing, like... Dickies or something like because they're they're super durable like they were ready for that I mean it, it literally looks like he's hanging from like his belt loops perhaps and they're not ripping yeah. they're holding his full weight and I mean he's at least the buck fifty in weight I would say at least yeah yeah for and, sure yeah he's he's just hanging there all his weight on it and yep. just as you would expect and they're not ripping I need a pair of these pants apparently because right. I've ripped quite a few I was that not in the article write a letter yeah. <laughs> I don't care about this story. I just want to know who made your pants. Yeah, who made the pants? <laughs> well, we should make that um, we should make that fence a crime fighter, obviously, because this is the type of stuff that like Spider Man would leave, or Batman would just <laughs> leave somebody hanging by their underwear. Uh, oh, that's great. Your stories always bring a smile to my face, Mister Dan Anthony. He goes on to say, uh, also, if Jason needs a, a Luke, Luca. I think he Luchador. means Lucha, Lucha, Lucha Underground. Yeah, sorry. I, I had a brain fart. I knew he missed. He put Lucia and I was Who's Lucia? Sure yeah, exactly. Uh, Lucha Underground Tour Guide. I'll be there for you. I'll be, be there, there for you. you. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, Jason, if you need somebody to tell you, I'm guessing he means like, because uh, we actually have another Lucha Underground uh, comment from Eric yeah. Bouchard at AZ Rockslide. He says Lucha Underground is a lot of fun. Takes a bit for the shows to pick up, which is nice to know because, you know, I, I hate to judge a show by the first like episode or two, but 
sometimes you don't have time to, you know, if it's 10 episodes a season, then maybe. But if it's like, oh, we're 16 episodes, you're like, okay, I can't wait for this. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so maybe that's what he means. Maybe he needs, maybe he'll tell you, you know, start here, start with episodes six, seven, and eight, then go right. back and watch one and two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever watched a show that needs a tour guide, though. No. This must be some serious stuff. <laughs> more more confusing than Lost? Like. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Uh, man, Lost. There's a show I tried to get into but never did. Really? Then everybody, oh. well, and then everyone spoiled it for me. So I was like, okay, well, I don't need to know. I don't need to watch it now. No, it's still worth watching. I've, go, I've gone back and rewatched it, I think, at least two times. Oh, my so. gosh. Yeah. That just I was going to say nobody's got time for that but you yeah you it's do. it's a long burn I'll tell you that much and I think I did it in the days of Netflix pre-streaming when you actually got the discs Oh so, no Yeah like you'd burn through a disc and then have to wait a couple days for another disc and it was like it was not binge watching worthy at that time but yeah I did it Goodness goodness <laughs> Now I have to on your recommendation uh Netflixation all of lost <laughs> but I, I'll have to get it on disc. I can't. Yes. I'll, I'll get a specifically a disc subscription for that. <laughs> I used to have a disc subscription. That's hard to say. Disc subscription. Uh, before I realized I just kept one movie for a month and then sent it back without watching it. And I, I was very bad with it. And I yeah. said, all right, this is a waste of money. So yep. especially when you had to do Blu-ray and it was like an extra three bucks. Yeah. Right uh, Cal Zero, I, I, I believe, is a new listener. I don't think I've seen. Uh, your name pop up in our Twitter feed. So uh, he says, great show. And we say, thanks for listening. So uh, hopefully, you know, if you've taken the, taken the time to write a, um, a tweet towards us, then you must be either really hating it or really enjoying it. So we hope you're really enjoying it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Kevin, why don't you read the book that uh, is uh. written by our favorite, at Josh Bones, because I can tell, I can tell you really are enjoying. So uh, what we just, got here, just to set the stage here, uh, Josh sent four separate tweets in. Uh, so if you're interested in listening to his ludicrousy, uh, you can follow him at Josh Bones on Twitter. Uh, his first one, he was it. he was letting Jason know that he has a Gen One Chromecast as well, and he agrees it's garbage. Jason is not alone; it crashes and/or doesn't work seventy percent of the time. What? Never had any. I've never had one issue with it. I, I had. I didn't either. I didn't either. But I do know the new generations do work way better. And I mean, they're not. It's not like it's a huge investment. So, yeah. I told Jason before, get a Fire Stick. I bought two of them recently, uh, and the new ones have like Alexa built into the remote, so you can even just talk to it if you're feeling real lazy. Yeah. Um, and they work great. I've had no problems with Netflix. You can do your Amazon Video. You can do your Hulu. All that stuff. So. See, I've I have one now because I wanted to get something that has a remote, and I've yeah. had nothing but issues with it. Do you have, have the new very, one though, or you have the old one? I have the one with the Alexa. That's uh, weird. Remote, but and what it is is like I'll be watching uh, Netflix, and it'll hang every once in a while when I'm watching it. Or uh, I've had the whole system hang before, which has happened less frequently uh, lately. But uh, I don't know; it just does some weird stuff. Not enough to keep me from somebody sure. like, saying, hey, you should get it, especially yeah, if yeah. you need something with a remote. But uh, I have had issues with it, more so than the Chromecast. Yeah. guess maybe I'm just a Chromecast fanboy, and I should never have, you know, jumped the fence. That's as true. As it were. That's I true. Suppose. Anyways. Um, Josh also wants to mention in another tweet, uh, the fall is an incredible show. <laughs> give it another chance. Uh, and then he has another tweet saying, I always say about shows, give it three episodes. Um 
I hate to agree with Josh, but I say the same thing. You got to kind of give a show a few episodes to get into it. However, I will also remind you, Flux the fans, that uh, Josh was also the one that recommended that terrible Netflixation a little while ago. So you probably should not take his word for anything. I don't. At first, I thought maybe he was joking when he said that, you know, it was a great (laughs) movie or whatever. But I'm starting to believe he actually likes it. And that that just puts into uh, I think we're talking about he he never died. Ever, not once. Ever, not once. <laughs> and when he recommended that, I thought, I cannot trust this person. And you, Which you're, is, you're the wiser of the two members of Flux Opposing, because Jason still listens to him, so I don't know. <laughs> I think he's just being nice and actually, like, just makes it look like he is. Oh, you know, like when you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And then you walk <laughs> away and you're like, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> um, which he does to me, too, consequently. So, uh, yeah, this is the one with... Um, yeah. Uh, Jillian Anderson. That's right. It's got an 8.2 on IMDb. So mm. basically, Jason, you were wrong and you're not allowed to have opinions. Yeah. And uh, we we know fine art and and you don't. So that's that sums up the entire Internet just right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> I didn't have enough hate speech in it, but that's OK because <laughs> I'm still working on it. Uh, most importantly, he, yeah. he left us with one one last message, and I think it's probably the, the most poignant one. Yeah. You know, I'll let you read this one. I'm, I'm not All doing right. this one. I don't blame you. <laughs> At Flux Opposed, says Josh, Josh Bones. Community grab bag. So he's, he's letting us know where this will fall in the show. I'm already sick of Kevin. When is Jason coming back? Asking for a friend. Because uh, he hasn't listened yet. Yeah. So I, what I'm going to say is uh, I would like to make an announcement right now that PSVG will be hiring a new staff member. Um, <laughs> Josh, unfortunately, couldn't be with us anymore. So, yeah. Somebody wants to review some games. Let me know. Just another example of somebody losing their job via social media. Ooh, good call. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you legitimize that. Uh, you know what? Did you want to throw in any? Because um, you said you were going to do some an awkward finish. Uh, we also have some uh, impressions. We haven't gotten an impression in. Do you want to? Is there mm-hmm. a, a nice impression that you can do for us? Just well, like, I'll, just put you on the spot right away. I'll save it for the very end because it's fitting. Uh, and, okay. and I'll, I'll preface it with this though, Lucas, as a child, yes. were you a fan of Muppet babies? Um, are you talking about the cartoon? Yes. Uh, I would say that I don't remember if I was a fan necessarily, but I do remember watching it. Okay. Do you remember how every single episode of Muppet babies ended specifically? Oh boy. No, I don't think so. But okay. Maybe you, we... you might after I refresh your memory, but we'll, but we'll save okay. we'll save it till the, till the music starts playing, if you will. Okay. Um, so yeah, we, we have to do awkward finish. We have to, we have to drink a milkshake. Ooh, uh, let's see. Can we, uh, Oh, I don't think we can drink a milkshake on the show. I think the milkshake machine might be broken. Let me see if I can dig up a milkshake for you. <laughs> uh, see what happened was when I reinstalled windows and the way I did it, unfortunately I still have, well, maybe actually fortunately, <laughs> I still have my other windows in, uh, installation that for some reason was not able to be seen. Therefore, I have like half of my data on another um, another hard drive. And then when I reinstalled programs, they were like, I, I don't know where <laughs> don't all know what your you're sound clips are. <laughs> yeah. And an idiot, somebody like me who's an idiot and doesn't move everything out of his downloads folder, left them on or left them there because, you know, it's in the program. I don't need to 
I don't need to be professional or do things the right way. No, God, no. Uh, here we go. Here we go. I oh. found a milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. That's right. That's they what have. we do here. And, and just so everyone knows, our milkshakes do, in fact, bring all the boys to the yard. So that, that is true. Then we drink them up. That's right. We all drink our milkshakes together. And uh, it's a good time. I mean, I don't, I don't oh, wait, think we no. can end more awkwardly than this, really, talking about our milkshakes think, and bringing boys <laughs> to the yard. I think we drink each other's milkshake, because wouldn't that be... <laughs> like, we all have really long, curly straws, but they're going in, like, I hold yours, you hold mine. <laughs> wait, what? what are, <laughs> Jason... Okay, so we can't have an odd Jason number. Jason films it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we put it on the website for $3? Yeah. I mean, as long as I can uh, have the glasses, that's the straw where it goes around my eyes and then it goes back Ooh. In. That is classy. Yeah. I will put that in the, the show budget. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. I better I better do this. So, this yeah, is I, getting crazy. And I mean, I don't think it can end much more awkwardly than that, really. So <laughs> We always find a way, though. Life this, is, this is true. finds a way. It does. <laughs> um, uh, hit us with your best shot. Okay. So, so if you're a fan of Muppet Babies, you remember every episode ended with Animal going I do remember that <laughs> I do remember that was so, good yeah I, I, can't, I can't do the emperor or anything like that so you know or George well, Lucas so I can't keep the normal fun stuff. I would say that most people say I can't do any impressions and yet it doesn't stop you, you know I, I just doesn't stop me that's right True. wow <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. It's time we uh, we walk in on out of here, I think. so. Oh, snap. Well, that brings this episode of Flux to, Flux to Pose to a Flux to Close. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry. We are all sorry for what just happened, but <laughs> hopefully you found a tidbit, perhaps even a morsel to, to enjoy. Uh, and that's all we can really hope for out of this show. So, Kevin, I want to say, um, dang it, I used your real name. Gosh darn it. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Uh, it would have been a horrible show if I was here by myself. It probably would have lasted four hours because no one would be here to tell me to shut up. And uh, is there anything you want to plug before we uh, before I turn up the music, which means we go now? Uh, PlaySomeVideoGames.com. Odds are you yeah. probably listened to it already, but check it out. And uh, thank you, Lucas, for having me. It was a blast. Thank you. I enjoyed it quite a bit, I would say. So uh, no word as to whether or not Jason will be back next week. Either way, I'll be here. I got this thing on lockdown. Uh, it can only get better from here. And uh, we'll see you next week. Don't threaten them. We will see you next week or else. <laughs>